Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where I share with you a mixture of personal stories as well as some useful tips, techniques, and advice that might help you live a healthier, happier life. They might even get you motivated enough to make the changes you need to be successful in areas that you never thought were possible. It should also be noted that any content that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. In other words, all the views and information expressed here on this podcast are my own and not the views of anyone else. And while I strive for accuracy, I can and will be wrong at times, as any honest human will have to admit. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Today I'm going to talk a bit about the comfrey plant. The comfrey plant grows pretty well anywhere in North America, along with a few other countries. We have lots growing around our property. I planted one plant years ago, and I would say I have hundreds now. Once you have it growing, you will never be without, as it just keeps growing and growing. It's almost impossible to kill it. Another name for comfrey is nipbone, which is what our native friends here in North America call it. They call it that for a very good reason, as if you would take a close look at the leaf itself, you would see that the leaf is joined together with hundreds of small veins, which kind of looks like our skin. I have personally used comfrey for a good number of years for helping broken bones to heal, along with skin ailments like psoriasis. But in saying that, it only works with certain kinds of psoriasis. Yes, there is more than one kind in spite of what some would like you to believe. Unfortunately, the one I developed, comfrey eased the itch, but it didn't fix it. Over the years, I tried everything from modern medicines to natural medicines to get rid of my psoriasis. I even experimented on myself with different ointments that I had made to no avail. I don't recommend you doing that unless you're sure of what you're doing. Anyways, nothing worked until I started to take into account of how psoriasis itself worked. What I figured out was, after an exhausting, itchy journey, that psoriasis isn't caused by an infection of the skin as other things are. I believe now that it is caused because the immune system is low. So knowing that, I figured that if my immunity is low, I need to build it back up. And the thing to use or do was to start taking vitamin D3. It took a year of taking two 1,000 IU supplements every day, one in the morning with food, and one at supper time with food. I chose the Weber Natural brand, no special reason, other than they were made right here in Canada. Actually, they started their business in 1948, the year I was born. It should be noted that vitamin D3 is also good for a number of other things, which I will let you in on at a later date on another one of my podcasts. So back to comfort. First off, I would like to stress that you should never take comfrey internally. I only recommend it for external use. And even then, some precautions have to be taken. Why is that? Well, as with any medicine, drugs, or even the food we eat, 
there is always a chance that you might be allergic to it. What I like to do first off with any external lotions is to take a wee bit and rub it on my wrist. If my wrist becomes red or itchy, it tells me that I'm allergic to it and shouldn't be using it. It's as simple as that. So knowing all that, what are the parts of the plants a person can use? There are three. The flower went out in bloom, which is between July, August, and into September, along with the leaf and the root. How do I go about making an oil? Truth be told, there are all kinds of different ways of using it. The internet is full of them. Some good, some not so good, <laughs> and some downright scary. Here again, don't take everything you hear as the truth, especially as it isn't, especially nowadays. Anyways, to make a mild form of oil using comfrey, you can simply dry a few leaves. When I say dry your leaves, I mean either by hanging them as you would your herbs, or another way would be to put them into your oven. The trick is not to get your oven too hot. Anything above the 250 degree Fahrenheit mark will kill anything of value. You can figure out the Celsius end of things if you're into that. I still go by the old imperial way of looking at things. What my lovely wife and I do is we turn the oven on at the lowest setting, which is around the 200 degree Fahrenheit. When up the temperature, we then shut the oven off, wait a few minutes, and then lay the leaves on some parchment paper or a cookie sheet and place them in the middle rack in the oven. Once that is done, we turn on the oven light and let the leaves set in there with only the light on for around two days. The heat from the light bulb is all that you need to finish the drying process. Most ovens come with a 40 watt bulb or a little less. It might not take exactly two days, so we check them out every so often. You will know when they're dry enough when they crumble between your fingers. Once they are dry, we put them in clean mason jars and store them where it is dry, cool, and dark. That's it. Now, whenever you want to make the lotion, you're all set. Hmm, now I suppose you would like to know how to make that lotion. Well, what good is a plant or anything for that matter if you don't know how to use it or them. Actually, it's a pretty easy process. What I do is I crumble up a few leaves, say two cups, and put them into a clean mason jar. I then add two cups of oil in with the two cups of ground or crumbled dry leaves. Don't grind them too much. I use a grinder that is similar to a coffee grinder, but a bit larger. It works slick. Now here's the thing. If I want a mild lotion for skin conditions like dry skin, I take the jar after mixing the oil and leaves together and set it where it is dark for about two weeks. Now, if I want a lotion that is a touch stronger, I let it set in the sunshine in our back porch for about two weeks. It's up to you really, both are about the same, but I have found that the one setting in the sunshine seems to be the best. To me, the sunshine is a healer of many things, and on top of that, it is something we are all lacking these days, caused by everyone sitting in front of computers and not getting outside, especially because of this darn virus that is among us today. You should also drop a vitamin E tablet into each jar that you make, as it, will, as it helps it last longer. 
Another method I use a lot for aches and pains, or if my lower back starts to hurt, which it does occasionally, is to dig some fresh roots. I then take the roots into the house and scrape the thin brown skin off the roots themselves. I then take the fresh skin roots and lay them into a bowl. After that, I then cover them with some warm, almost hot water, just enough to cover half of them. I then let them set on the counter overnight, moving them around in the water every so often. The next day, I take a wee bit of the slippery, slimy solution and rub it onto wherever it is hurting. It should be brown in color when ready. I found it helps immensely. Oh, I should, oh, yeah, I, I should also mention here the oil I use for mixing with the leaves is grapeseed oil. You can find it pretty well in any large grocery store. My, my wife hates it when things get a bit sticky, which it will with other oils. The good thing is with the water over the roots, it feels sticky, but once on the skin, it leaves a nice, smooth, fresh feeling. No sticky mess at all. The skin absorbs it in almost instantly, which is what is needed so things can heal. So, now you know how to use the comfrey plant. Oh, I forgot the flowers on the comfrey plant. For the flowers, after you dry them, you can make a solution as you would with the leaves. Or mix them half and half if you're looking for a lotion with a nice odor. Some have asked, what is in this plant that makes it so versatile? Well, the most important ingredient is a chemical that is called allotene. Allotene is a substance known to aid in cell formation, which in turn helps all kinds of ailments like swelling, joint pain, inflammation, and sores. Just rub a bit on and sit back and let nature work its magic. What could be easier than that? But in saying that, it should also be noted that you should never apply comfrey to open wounds or broken skin. If you do have a sore or a cut that won't heal, wait till it scabs over before using. One other fantastic use for comfrey is, let's say if you get tangled up in some poison ivy. In that case, what you do is you take one, one leaf or a half a raw leaf, mush it up in your hands, add a bit of your own saliva, yes saliva, and rub it onto the itch where it is infected. The, sli the saliva enhances the juice in the comfrey and makes it work more efficiently. Another thing to remember is that comfrey grows near poison ivy. So, if you do get infected, it might pay to look around and see if you can find it. It's funny, in some ways, as nature gives you a problem occasionally, but it also gives you the help to rectify that problem. That is, if you know where to look and what to look for, one last thing before I go. You should also be careful that you don't confuse comfrey with another plant called foxglove. Foxglove looks similar in some ways, but different in others. Like the flowers on fox, foxglove are much larger than what is on comfrey. So when not on flower, it is possible to confuse comfrey with foxglove, which is highly poisonous. The main difference between foxglove and comfrey is that the leaves have a tooth look on foxglove, while comfrey leaves have, a smooth, have smooth edges. The safest thing to do is to ask someone that knows it 
and has it growing in their yards or fields. That way you can see it firsthand. Once you see it, you'll never forget it. And once again, never put it on an open wound or eat or drink it. I know, I've said it a few times, but it's better to be safe than sorry. So there you have it, a wee bit on the comfrey plant. If nothing else, I hope this information gives you a bit of insight of what nature has to offer. In closing, I'd like to wish you well. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All our books are available on Amazon CA or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, or if you would like to buy me a coffee from time to time, you can email me at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play just one more story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. Finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>